0: Middle call, middle call,
1: A Few people asked for the echo back, John, so we brought the echo back.
0: Echo. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: My skin is still at an outdoor temperature
0: right now. Well, you and Kyle have similar pigment going right now. Both of you could use a little sun, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know, <laughs> I don't know if either <laughs> of you guys spent enough time outside lately. No. The sun's been out now. No, I don't I... know. We're, we're, Guy, it was 95 degrees when I got out of my car when I got home. It's hot here. Yeah, it's it's a little toasty out. It's a little toasty it's out. Hot.
1: It was breezy down in Santa Clara where we just were for Niners OTA. Singular OTA. We were at an organized team activity.
0: Yeah.
1: A singular organized team activity. Missing was, a
0: lot of pro bowlers.
1: <clears throat> it was an organized ham activity. It turned out some of them were around. They just didn't practice. We thought maybe everyone was just, uh, you know, uh, the South of France, but that wasn't necessarily the case.
0: We think, we think, I mean, I, I was going to send juice a DM. He got, uh, right when I got out of the car, I was going through Instagram. He posted an Instagram picture of him catching a ball, but I was like, I I didn't see this guy at practice.
1: Family day today is what Shanahan said, but he, he might've been there yesterday. Okay. Smart move. I don't blame him. Uh, Hey everybody. What's up? I'm guy. That's John. This is our YouTube channel and our podcast. We're glad you're hanging out with us. If you're watching the podcast, we would appreciate... Hit that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Check out our podcast down in the description below of the YouTube. If you're listening to this podcast, go check out our YouTube. That link is in the podcast description. And we would love for you to leave us an Apple Podcast review. Five stars. Ask us a question. That's how you get in the Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag. And uh, yeah, tell us your favorite bar as well. Do all that kind of stuff. It's... um.
0: We love we love a good mailbag. Do you think we could tell our friend John Lynch what uh, where the best bars are and wherever the areas are? You know, just we,
1: speaking of yeah, we talked to John Lynch uh, today at practice. Uh, caught him on the sideline. You spotted him. You said John, and uh, he remembered. For those of you who are new to the show, we've had him on the podcast before a couple of years ago, and. Um, we, it was good to, good to catch up with him. We had some, we got some good draft takes from him off the OTR, John yeah, off the record, but
0: good off, good off the record. Just a couple nuggets, uh, you know, just friend of the program. Yeah. Try, trying to run a team, you know, you, you know, anytime he's got a team, that's a championship level team. that's trying to get over the hump, you know, that's right. Uh,
1: he told us who he liked. Uh, he said, he said, Bezos said $75 million. And I said, Jeff, stop. Stop. I'm I'm not going to. Bezos offered him a flight to Mars. And Lynch said, no, I'd rather be the GM of the 49ers.
0: Yeah, and then Jed said, check your direct deposit, Johnny. And Kyle's like, I don't want you to go. And then they've all figured it out. And now he's on the field wearing basketball shorts and a pullover, just like all the other coaches. Bezos said, I'll tell
1: the NFL we never put you guys on hard knocks. If you come, we never put the, I guess that wouldn't, that wouldn't work.
0: You know, it's funny. I like Jimmy Ward a lot and he's a really good player and I, I give him credit. I don't know you deserve credit for showing up to practice, but there were a lot of guys on his probably a little better than him, but just, I would say he's on the upper tier of guys. He was there practicing. If you put him and he's a good starting safety on a really good team against John Lynch, just body types. I mean, it's, it really is wild. Anytime you stand by those eighties and nineties safeties. Yeah.
1: And also not just any 80, but I mean the hall of fame level safety and John Lynch, you know, now, I mean, he's, I would, John's probably, and he's in really good shape, bigger than some NFL linebackers now, right?
0: Physically. I bet bet if he was just standing next to Greenlaw and Fred, like I I don't know if you'd see that big of just in terms of widths of shoulders and body type, right? Obviously he's older, He's probably not as like muscled up right now, but if they were just standing there in clothes, I, I don't know if you'd see a big thickness difference, would you?
1: Uh, no, I don't think you would. <laughs> I don't think you would either. But, but I think, you know, we were we were talking about some of their draft picks, but I, I think one thing that you always taught me uh, from your NFL scouting days, we'd always talk about uh, big butts, but the lower half, you, you can explain this better than me, I, the lower half, and I've, I look at it now all the time, the lower half of a player, because so much of your strength comes from your lower half. And John, you can see, you know, one of the reasons he was probably an incredible hitter was he has he has a very strong base
0: as they say not to scout the gm but um you're la- to me you're allowed to scout the gm when the guy's in canton because yes. you know you're allowed to give a scouting report on the john lynch body type another name that's popping up in the chats who has a huge lower base is ken law like he is a guy that just his lower base really stands out
1: you know i think what Kinlaw, to me, fits the – we were talking about offensive linemen today, and Kinlaw was out there not in uniform today. He definitely fits the category of sometimes in a uniform, a guy looks less in shape than he actually is. Not that Kinlaw doesn't look in shape in a uniform, but he's a guy that you you can see when a guy's in civilian clothes, how athletic and how well put together they are. Sometimes like a really tight uniform and the – it's not yeah. always – doesn't it's not always as flattering as when you see a person – you go, holy smokes – Like that guy is an athlete, right? More than anything else, first and foremost.
0: Do you remember the picture? Might have been his like first press conference here when Trent Williams just did a press conference with like a cutoff. And it was like, uh, yeah, I don't think the Niners have anything like this on their team. And then everyone's like, yeah, there's nothing like that in the league. Right, right. He's even Kinlaw is an enormous man. There is nothing quite like Trent Williams and even Armstead and, and McGlinchey, I would say, are, I would imagine they're two of the taller players in the NFL.
1: God, I mean, you remember we used to go out there when when uh, Buckner was out there. McIlhenny is is huge. I mean, he's yeah. he's all. And he was also nine. in civilian clothes today.
0: And Armstead, maybe we're just kind of numb seeing him a lot. I, he's a guy. I mean, obviously, we'll talk a lot about the quarterback coming up. But I, you know, what's cool about I, I would just say pro sports because it's it's such young guys. You can get in your mind like this guy's never going to be that good. This was a bad pick. The things you'd heard at Oregon, you know, kind of soft. What he's kind of just become, and I know he's from the area, so it's like it's not like he'd be living in Vegas in the offseason or Dallas. You know, he's from Sacramento. I would imagine he lives in Sacramento potentially in the offseason, but he's really become kind of a stalwart on a, you know, a powerhouse team, right? I mean, they've won four playoff games in three years, and he's, you know, he's a big deal with what they're doing. I, I never, I think you probably fall under the same uh, category, and a lot of people in the league would have ever saw him become what he became. But now looking back, and this is the argument, Hmm. why you swing for talent, right? Because when it does realize itself, when a guy grows in and matures and a guy just realizes his talent, when you swing for the high upside, I mean, when you get six, seven big-time athletes, like – you know it's just hard to be bad once you try and it means a lot to you I, you just notice 91's present out there and i i, I would have told i would have bet against that three or four years ago yeah well i remember we've talked about
1: it i full disclosure draft night you me ricky waters at hooters and um i'd watch eric armstead in college i talked to people about him i didn't love the pick uh i guess in hindsight i don't know it's when a guy is six seven, two ninety, I don't know if you can call a seventeenth overall pick a reach. It wasn't that I thought it was a reach. I just didn't think he would develop into the player that that he has. Um, I think and Marcus, I, and Marcus, Marcus,
0: Marcus Peters went like the next pick or something, and people thought they should have taken Marcus Peters. Yeah, that's right.
1: Him. That was a big that was that was a big part of it. And then, you know, but uh, even early in his career, I thought I was right, <clears throat> you know, that that it was a mistake of a pick. And I think it's turned out to. I mean, you could debate, you know. Well, if they had Marcus Peters, whatever. I don't know, but he's
0: also been on like three teams.
1: Yeah, that's. Years, I mean, so. it, this goes back to your point on just the size. I, I think not only has he turned out, because remember, then he got paid a lot of money. It's not yeah. just that now he's panning out as somebody else's first round pick. He got paid a lot of money, and kind of um, chose him over
0: the other Oregon guy in a weird way. Yeah,
1: and and I think you know maybe leadership quality, some of that stuff is a is a factor. But you're right, he has become. Now, as as the team has kind of turned over around him, I'm leaving my my my, my wristband. It's like we went to a Wristbands we got their their
2: their
0: fish um, skeletons. I took it off. The secret society. It's like it's, it's like good. waking up at a night late night in Vegas or something. <clears throat> uh but yeah, he's he's, you know, I mean, the guy
1: started every game for four straight years. Think about that. He started every game for four straight years.
0: What did uh, Herm used to say way back in the day? Best ability is availability. Best, of, best ability is availability. Yeah. I'd argue the best ability is availability when you're a good player. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, is it great to be available if you're a backup? You know, it coach, helps. I'm here. Yeah, you stay over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like having Nick Bosa and Trent Williams and George Kittle available, you know, some of the other guys. But yeah, I mean, in, in all seriousness, there is, and it's not, he ain't playing, you know, long snapper. I mean, he's in the trenches of the war as the defensive tackle pass rushing. I mean, he, he honestly does a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So sunny day, uh,
1: talk to, caught John Lynch pre pre you, you, you said what's up to D'Amico. Cause you were like D'Amico Philadelphia. I was there. You were there. He's like, John. And, uh, he didn't your name again. He did. Well, he asked the follow-up. Like, I want to remember yeah. bald brotherhood that you only, that was your mistake was having your hat on. But, uh, maybe he could tell brotherhood brotherhood can probably see brotherhood under the hat.
0: It was one of those, you know, setting up, you know, maybe an email about, Hey, you know, could we do a zoom with D'Amico? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I know Kyle ain't going to want to do it. So we'll take the defensive coordinator, which I gladly would. I mean, he's, he's a really impressive guy. I mean, to transition that fast to a coach, right. I mean, to go from a high level player who made 50, $60 million to coaching that quickly. And yeah. I mean, guy, I mean, by the first year he's the defensive coordinator, he's, interviewing for jobs I mean it's safe to say the sky's the limit for that guy
1: hey D'Amico you played middle linebacker and I'm John Middlecoff amazing
0: yeah small world (laughs) small world yeah uh what else it was a oh go ahead Kinlaw beat up Grant
1: oh yeah you want to talk about that a lot of people in the chat are asking so uh I I don't we I haven't seen a video I guess he tweeted Grant tweeted uh Javon Kinlaw, Javon Kinlaw said something to him. I don't have the tweet in front of me. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we walk out because people are asking this in the chat. We walk out, and uh, I saw Kinlaw walking over to Grant Cohn, and uh, I didn't think much of it. I thought – I didn't think much of it. I just kind of walked. And then I got the sense that the interaction was not a friendly one And I kind of turned and looked, and I could tell it wasn't a friendly one. So then I bumped you, and I said, "I think Kinlaw. I don't remember exactly what I said to you. Kinlaw's giving Grant shit right now. I think is what I said." And uh, but I was kind of whispering. You didn't quite catch what I said. You kind of looked. I don't know what you saw if he was still there by then or not. I didn't see it. Yeah, um, but I could just—I could. I only heard a like the. I only heard like a quick, a couple tones of the words. I didn't really make out what was being said. And I could hear like the response was like, okay, okay. So I, something, you know, you could tell something happened. And then I just turned around and I said,
0: did what I think just happened, just happened.
1: And uh, they said, yes. So I I don't know what happened, but I I I didn't see, I didn't see, I didn't
0: see any of it. My overall take is this. I like Grant. He entertains me. I love his dad. I love his dad. I do. I I enjoy Grant Cone. He's, I I can't have like, he brings a different pitch than everyone else. I do see things that if I put myself in some of the player shoes that no one else is really doing of just all the people I follow all over the sport. And I would just say in sports that cover and I listen, I'll talk some shit too, but it does feel like he, I would say takes the next step. Uh, If I was John Lynch or Kyle, like I can't have my D tackle probably doing that. Not a great idea, but I also get where Kinlaw or just any player in that's a younger player. You know, I mean, if, Fred Warren, like he, they wouldn't, so it's, it wouldn't matter. Like Armstead gets in with them on Twitter. To me, it's just I, I get it. You know, it's just you're gonna say some of these things, and not just like you know the guy can't hold the double team. Like it's just face it, he he takes some shots that are just pretty aggressive. I, I just I get it. I, I get it. And I'll, here's where I give Grant credit. Look, for the most part, like I can tweet whatever I want. I don't see anyone in the league. I don't ever go see a coach. I'll never probably meet Brandon Staley in person. Grant does go after these guys and sees them every day.
1: I remember when the first year I did the uh, minor league baseball, one thing I learned now, I, you know, no one was paying attention. There was no, no one was giving takes on minor league baseball. But one thing I learned in that applied when the first year I did the A's pre and post game show, I was in the, I was around the team every day and you're given opinions on the radio after the game and you know, players hop, like people listen, like the manager listens, the players listen. And, um, I just what I realized pretty early was you just got to show up and the I would go to the clubhouse every day just in case someone wanted to say something to me and then I would, I, I wasn't necessarily looking for anything
0: Hey here, but, motherfuckers anyone got a problem
1: Exactly But I that's a big part of the job and I think if you do that part of the job then
0: Yeah Then you're doing then I think you're doing your job I um, I I also like just in general and we've been doing this long enough just other people like you're not going to like everybody, and they're not going to like you. So there's a balance. I think Slater is a badass at this. You know, I mean, him, him and Draymond, was, him and yeah. Draymond have got into it, and I've heard him talk about it. Like that's yeah, part of my gig. Like he, I'm not there to, not trying to be best friends with everybody. Now, I, I do think Grant, <laughs> you know, again, like Grant a lot. Don't blame players if they get fucking pissed off if you with some of the things that are being said about the about like dropping a ball or whatever. Jimmy sucks. I mean, we've all tweeted that. Do you remember the converse- converse- do you remember the conversation we had yesterday uh on YouTube?
1: Yeah, we did a YouTube only on two, on Monday. Do you remember what we talked about? It just uh, occurred to me. No, what? We we talked about how we've been to practice several times and I just hope nothing weird happens with Kinlaw.
0: Yeah, i wasn't man. thinking
1: I was not thinking of that. You know, Again, and, and I told you I like
0: my D lineman to be a little nuts. Yeah. Well, it's, the, the number of
1: of, you know, this idea that like you can that that uh, the number of defensive linemen or players that have said something to somebody in the media is longer than all of our streams combined. So I don't particularly care. I don't think you're saying you care either. Not or that all. It's some signal. But I just it just occurred to me that we had that conversation yesterday. What we were talking about was. You know, Kinlaw just going through a practice. No, ter- You know, he's not practicing,
0: and McGlinchey's not practicing. So, because here's uh, where I like. Listen, they have an interaction, and then Grant's publicizing it. You know, I I think the old school Big J's, it would kind of end. It's not going to end because he's going to keep. Uh, you think people
1: wouldn't? You think if it was 1995 or 85, that wouldn't be publicized? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I it's got a long way to go. You know, just in the year. I just wonder if you ease into it. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, it doesn't I bother. I mean, either way, I mean, it's kind of entertaining. But, yeah, I think Kinlaw's on edge a little bit just in general, like he was in the praxis. He was – you could – one thing I did notice, I didn't know he was walking at him. He was walking with a purpose. I'm like, God, this guy fucking looks kind of <laughs> edgy. Now He always kind of has that look. You know, he's just massive. Like Eric Armstead looks very inviting. You're like, I right, go talk to that guy. <laughs> right? even McGlinchy. Kinlaw's got this look like We've interviewed McClinchy. He was he was cool. I know Kinlaw's got this look like don't quite know what's gonna happen. But, but I think you you and I had that conversation
1: after uh just on the sideline, just that like he is at a point in his career. This is a very important year for Javon
0: Kinlaw. Big season. But, yeah. Big season. And I think he probably feels it. And well, um well, think about this his contemporary. Like the other pick in that round was Brandon Ayuk, and he Brandon Ayuk just feels like when I was driving down there today, I was thinking this guy's career is kind of coming into his own, right? He's going to be in his third year; the expectations are going to be even higher. Even as weird as last year started, he went on to have a fantastic season. He obviously got overshadowed by his star running mate, but like I think they got to be pretty feeling good about Brandon Ayuk as a draft pick, right? Where it's been the first two yeah, years they and his feel talent great about it, and just watching him out there work and just. But think about it. They drafted two guys. This is what shows you, like, you can draft players in the same drafts, like having two kids and be completely different personality. Like Brandon Ayuk feels like the most low-maintenance. He Instagrammed the other day, like, his uh, his fast track. You know, I do the same thing. Go in and out of trying not to get clipped, but go into the fast lane. You know, go into the, the lane where you can pay for it, but get out right before he's like. The
1: camera before you get They still back.
0: nail you. I'm like, that's relatable. How do they nail you? I just think it's like got a it's got like a, like horseshoes and hand grenades. You know, it just kind of gets close. I don't think you have to be just in the lane if they see you kind of getting out. I did that a lot on my way back.
1: Max says the old school Big J's need to get to the bottom of this and find out whether Grant pooped his pants when Kinlaw confronted him. <laughs> <laughs> Moises says, Is there video? Uh, you know what? There some rookie might post it while they're. Posted video of their one-on-one drills from today, accidentally. You never. Well, a lot of rookies out there, guy, because not a lot of Pro Bowlers. Uh, what did Grant say? I, you know what? You'll have to go to Grant's. Uh, I'll let that's Grant's story to tell. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened there, but um, uh, there was a conversation. Here, one other point on this before we move on to Trey Lance and some other things, um, because this is, I think, a fair part of this conversation, which was somebody said, "I don't have," I can a lot too many comments here for me to find back. Uh, he's only 22. And then somebody said he's a pro at 22. and He needs to act like it. You know, um, he, both of the, I would agree with both of those things. Like, I think it's hard sometimes to remember. Uh, you and I were having this conversation about somebody else the other day, not on the show, but something we saw. And then, you know, if you had photos of stuff that we did at 22 years old, it was not Kinlaw related. Uh, at the same time, it's not the way you'd want. You know your player to handle things, just not not necessarily because it's so terrible as much as it is you you create
0: a larger situation when you create another interaction. But I think it's a good example of it's impossible to have just all Fred Warners and like you know DeForest Buckners when they had them, and even I mean Armstead. Like it's you're just gonna have a couple loose cannons, and I think it's fair to call Kinlaw like we saw last year at practice. He's just a little bit of a loose cannon. If I'm going to have a loose cannon, though, guy, I want him to be a defensive lineman. I can live with that. It's certain positions, it would be hard. I, I can live with a defensive lineman. Being because? They just get him on the field. The nature of that position need to be, that be, that be so fucking nuts. I mean, I would say one of the great loose cannons in league history is one of the great pass rushers in league history goes by Charles Haley. Right? I mean, notoriously, the craziest guy anyone's ever been around. And And they told
2: me you can't drive up on the green. And I said, what are you talking about? All this shit is green.
0: That's one of the great lines of all time. Um, Now, Now Haley got to the league and dominated like part of Kinlaw. I can deal with a little loosey goosiness. We need you dominating. And the one thing is when you see him, he does look like if this guy could just get on the field and stay, he could be a really good player. Right.
1: Absolutely. He stands
0: out for NFL players.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think his it's not that when we've watched him, you go, I don't know, it's, it's just being on the field. If he's being on the field and just it doesn't have to be everything that every great interior top 15 pick has ever been. But because of his physical
0: abilities. Like I've seen way athletic. less, and we'll talk later about McGlinchey and Kinlaw. But if you tell me they're both on the field, I have more faith that Kinlaw will be good, and I don't know about McGlinchey. Might be good, might not be, right? If you just say Kinlaw plays sixteen out of seventeen games, we'll be like, damn, they probably got a good season out of the guy. Yeah, I mean, if you told me that McGlinchey
1: played seventeen games, I think they probably have a pretty good player too. Yeah, I mean, he started games before. We're just like, eh. well, I know, but like, uh, right now they have they had zero n- locked in starting
0: offensive linemen practicing today. Yeah, I mean, we got one guy in Ireland might retire. We got another guy. Trent Williams just gets to do his own thing. Brunskill's uh, out with knee tendonitis, but should be good by camp. By, uh, well, you're not counting Aaron Banks as a starter?
1: No, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't, you know, so McGlint to me, it's just if, if you tell me Michael Gitchy starts 17 games, I go, that's
0: great. I'm not saying it's not a big deal and they don't, he's their best right tackle. I'm just saying I don't know, like, do they feel great about him being the starter the following year? If Kinloss starts and plays, I feel like they'll feel good about the spot, is what I'm saying. Yeah. They like that play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you on that.
1: I agree with you on that.
2: Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional twenty bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it.
0: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the
2: extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, We made a video earlier on...
1: (laughs) Trey, we just posted the video. I don't know if people are watching it. Maybe some people are watching it. We posted a video, four minutes, of mostly Trey Lance with some uh, Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy throwing. And uh, you can go watch four minutes of those guys throwing at practice if you want. That video's up. But um, what do we think of Trey Lance? We got to watch him. We got to see him today. What do we think
0: of uh, Trey Lance, the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? I would say that my take, my expectations were pretty low just given that I've seen him, and I would, I expected power for arm throws and dimes out there, but I do think it validated my question mark of, I do think this guy's a major project and that sounds really bad, but I mean, I think they knew what they were getting in bed with when you drafted a guy that had started one season at one double a, he physically looks the part. He can make throws that Jimmy simply can't, at least with the velocity on it, right between defenders he threw that one seed he threw today to Juwan Jennings over the middle. That you know, best probably throw, best throw of the day. Yeah, what would you say in air? Well, I'd say the best throw of the day was that Sudfeld bomb to the random. Well, the
1: bet <laughs> sorry, the best Trey Lance throw. I think it was probably from the drop back. I'd say it was probably a 27 yard throw.
0: Yeah, just absolute Brett Favre frozen rope. You we agree know with that he, distance? Yeah, perfect spiral. No, he can do it. I, I, I do think there are some concerns again, 22 year old. Could still be a fifth-year. I'm not trying to crush the guy. I just think he's got area to grow like any young quarterback on just the basic shit, like a wheel route. Can you just kind of hit the guy in stride where you can get him a move or does he have to, like, turn around on just a basic, like, in route? One thing Jimmy could do when he was in rhythm is just, like, slant routes. He could throw slants, right? (laughs) That was, like, his throw, I always felt like, the kind of a quick. To me, that's an area that Trey – still kind of working through his mechanics that can be just a little hit or miss. I like when I watch Trey Lance, I go, this guy, if he's going to become a really good player, like ultimately a top 10 quarterback is going to have to improve his accuracy. I do think he'll be able to explode down the field, make big plays, you know, be and just be hit or miss right now in the, inter- if they had to play like in two weeks, I, I would not expect the most accurate performance from the guy. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, but Josh I mean, Allen, a lot of guys were inaccurate. Justin Fields inaccurate. Like, it's, it's a natural progression, I would say, now, where it was always looked upon. Bill Parcells was always big on you had to be accurate coming out because you could never improve. And historically, there was one guy, Warren Moon, that improved. I think that's been proven. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, guys have dramatically improved. It's probably because of the way the game is officiated. That, to me, is the area that's more likely. Like, I think his release is always going to be a little – just iffy. Like, I don't think you, there are muscle memory parts about your release that don't change that much, but it can he become an accurate passer like Josh Allen has become in three or four years? And that's not something we were going to find out today. I think
1: one thing that stands out in seven on seven, not a lot of guys, you, you, no one's running wide open in those types of drills, right? It's a lot of contested throws. Maybe on some of the outs, in the shallow throws, guys are a little more open, but Trey Lance did not unless I'm missing a throw, throw the ball down the field really at all today.
0: Doesn't feel like they were running too many
1: like bombs Sud- for him. Right. No, Sud-
0: Sudfeld hit
1: one down the field, but no, no, it's you're right. No one was really it it's not what they were running. Um but you know I I Kyle Shanahan was asked afterwards by Matt Mayoko if if Trey's throwing motion looks any different. And Kyle said no. And Matt said, "Well, you know, sometimes it looked like it was coming out a little lower." And and Kyle said, "Well, sometimes there's different arm angles you throw from." I thought Trey's motion looked a little tighter sometimes. When I say tighter, I, I'm not a quarterback analyst, so I shouldn't say tighter. I thought sometimes we what, last year when we saw the ball come low in a bigger loop, I thought sometimes that was gone, but sometimes it was there. So
0: Kyle said it's Kyle said it's about the same. Well, I I don't think did you mention that when we were watching in practice? Did or was that Biederman that thought it was coming out? Someone said like they kind of thought it was coming out
2: slightly. I I, again
0: I'm closer to Kyle. I didn't it didn't stand out to me, but I'm with you on the release. It was a sometimes thing, which to me is an improvement, right? You're not you don't change Tiger didn't change his golf swing one range session. You don't change your release in one three months of an offseason when probably more than likely they played till the end of January. You probably take three or four weeks off, right? Of just like truly throwing. He's how long has he really been grinding with Quincy Avery or whatever? Two months. Like it's it, it is understandable that it's a work in progress. Adam but, Dado, I, you could argue that's a that's a positive, right? That he's they're trying to slow it down. Because I heard some people say, you know, you don't even mess with it. You just try to work with what you have to ever screw up the mechanics because it could go the other way. But. I I like that we're seeing he's, he's cognitively attempting to. That's what we think. Kyle said it's not any different, but yeah, I mean, I think Kyle's just trying to quell a lot of stuff around him. You know,
1: Uh, look, obviously like we already, I think have established the arm strength is, is significantly stronger. It's Um, never going to look like Jimmy, right? It's it's, no, I mean, there will be some wobblers, uh, Doesn't mean the ball is not being thrown hard, but not everything's a perfect spiral, but not everything, uh, you know, there are plenty of quarterbacks who have not thrown 100% spirals. Sometimes I think
0: think Peyton said on the Manning cast, I made the hall of fame throwing an accurate duck, a uh, tight wobble, tight wobble. That's what it was,
1: (laughs) (laughs) a tight wobble. So I thought it looked fine. I, you know, I mean, he's the starting quarterback. He's going to be their starting quarterback. Um, and uh there wasn't a lot of you know there's no we, there was no 2 minute drill there wasn't any red zone type stuff today which you kind of like because then you get some really tight throws um and uh you know i think he's going to throw a hard ball to intercept uh, you know to me when he misses high which he didn't do a lot of today uh i to my memory like one particular throw missed high but other than that you know I think it's going to be a tough ball to grab because he throws it hard. And, um, you know, you and I are having a conversation about his completion percentage. It's it's going to be tough. One question is, are they going to throw the ball down the field more? And then, you know, I think some of it's going to be him off script, him out of the pocket, and then where Kyle scripts things open, you know, but there's no Kittle, no use check, no Debo Samuel in terms of guys to throw it to. I don't think Elijah Mitchell, I saw a lot of sermon and hasty.
0: I mean, Mitchell was out there, but I, don't I know. saw he walked by us. He had the swag of like, I'm the star Elijah. back for the Niners, baby. I'll
1: take he, these reps off. <laughs> you guys he, go ahead and take them.
0: He had pants on the sweatshirt with the Jersey. He looked sweet. Just walking by. He looked like running backs, my favorite position. I just, I liked his vibe. I yeah. like the Niners running backs vibes. Like they just, so does Kyle. He's going to try to run it 45 times a game. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anything else on, uh, on, on that
1: first conversation about Trey? I mean, there are a couple of, I
0: I think it's fair to say like Trey's comp and this it's going to sound, but I I think what he needs to undertake is a Josh Allen type thing, right? He's just going to be a work in progress, ton of physical attributes. I would say Josh is more physically has more physical elite traits. I mean, Josh got a chance to go down. as like one of the great quarterbacks in the history, right? So, but I'm just saying like that to me is tr- the mold of Trey. Cause I do think like part of the reason people loved him was like Dak is a good example, high character guy, teammates, like all that stuff. But Dak's physical attributes, like if he was out there, I don't, you wouldn't be blown away. Like to me, Trey is that's where why you draft him, right? He's in a different category of arm power and athleticism. Like, I'd say, yeah, but remember young Dak was, could kind of run around, but You know it's hard to. What I also like today is we didn't see him running around. Just fucking throw the ball. I would throw the ball every single rep. None of that. Now part of it is right. Like he's a starting quarterback now. I wonder last year if they were just giving him zone reads because that was like the the only thing that they. It was just way to ease him in. Like now it's like why would he just run the plays, right? Yeah. It it just felt like they were just running normal plays with Trey Lance today. I didn't notice any zone read or anything. No, I didn't. uh, There was none of that felt like he was just taking – if you just close your eyes and, like, went to a practice two years ago with just Jimmy Garoppolo, it was the exact same today of just drop backs, feet, footwork, four or five wide, just we're doing passing drills. They're just treating him like a normal quarterback trying to improve him. Uh, HR says, has Trey thrown a spiral
1: yet? Yes, many spirals. Many, many spirals. What
0: would you say, 85% of them are spirals? Uh – I you know, again, high. like, are we
1: counting the like drill, 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 dump down to Brian Greasy? I'm talking, I'm talking like reps with wide receivers. Yeah, 75? seventy-five. No, low, lower low. than that. But I mean, you know, would Brady be a hundred percent? I'd be high. He'd yeah. be a bad example. Him and Rodgers, <laughs> I'd say. Be I'm starting bad. high, then we'll work down. Um, but you know, I the other thing. Th-
0: But but like, but like the tight wobble comment. If you're if you're in the vicinity of the wide receiver, does it really matter that much if it's a perfect spiral or a tight wobble? Because he's not throwing ducks. It just I would just say sometimes it's not. Sudfeld out there throws a fucking gorgeous football. Mm. It is a just if you're a lover of a tight spiral here and it's just. He throws a I, I understand why Doug Peterson's, the Kyle Shanahans, they just they might just love watching him throw the football. Now he can't probably play in a game. <laughs> oh my God. He the way he
1: throws the ball, it's all because he's so tall, it's all coming down, right? And it looks like he just it, you you know the guy in the uh uh well never mind, that's a bad analogy, but it just looks like he's just guiding the ball, back of the ball, index finger,
0: and we're not we're not He's hyping really up down. like this guy's a good player. No, like, no, no, it would no, be no. like watching a guy who can just dominate on the driving range. And him on the driving range is a sight to see just throwing those balls cuz it is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. not even of like, if like a perfect spirals 100%. He is 100 out of 100 on the perfect spiral. Like right? no air in between. There's not even a uh hint of a wobble.
1: No. Uh you know, I think one thing we can this will be maybe for another time, but In the Josh Allen, Trey Lance, Trey Lance ran the, you know, part of the attraction of Trey Lance and the connection with the Niners was that he ran, you know, what they ran, right? Josh Allen, uh, Josh Allen was a 56% passer, just trying to get through every day at Wyoming, you know, just trying to will them.
0: So my, my point is on the project, he had farther to go, I would imagine, than Trey his rookie year, right? Just like the raw product that showed why doesn't Brian Dayball get any credit for that? We became the head coach of the New York Giants. Right, but nobody – we don't talk about Dayball
1: the way we talk about, like, you know, the Gruden. And Dayball produced a better quarterback than Gruden ever did. And his coach was a defensive guy, so you know Sean McDermott wasn't doing it. But so we just right? give
0: all the credit to Josh Allen, which I, maybe he deserved I, I, it. I don't know. I do feel Dayball probably didn't get the hype of like a Gruden, but he it felt like he gained a lot of steam the last two years. I mean he was inter- he got the he's the head coach of the New York Giants now. Yeah I would say yeah, largely I, and you're that's right better. probably still underrated on the hype that he should receive on that's better than getting gets. credit on Twitter, <laughs> becoming the head coach of the Giants. I feel like Dayball got a lot of credit on Twitter okay. the last couple okay. of years. But you're, you're right. Josh Allen gets more than it feels like in some instances coaches get. Just like Josh Allen became Josh Allen like he was supposed to be, you know, but which you maybe think, it was. Like, does Andy get an unlimited credit for Mahomes? It feels like once you become so famous and good, you just talk about the player a lot. Yeah, Andy does get a lot of credit.
1: But part of it is, you. to me, it's like multiple. Like part of it, he made Alex, like the Alex Smith year almost does
0: more for Andy in a weird way than Mahomes. And the other thing with Josh is the difference. Like people thought Trey Lance, like good prospect people thought Trey, Josh Allen sucked. Right. I would say pretty universally, like I, you cannot draft this guy. Yeah. And then he went seventh. And now five years later, he's, I mean, if you told me the bills, if you told me like list five teams, if they were on TV right now, you would 100% run to the TV and watch the bills would be up there.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: he's a can't miss super. 6am from London. You see the picture I posted on my Instagram of uh, Dalvin Cook's brother who got drafted by the Bills? Picture when he's with his family drafted, uh, down face, when he hugs the commissioner, not looking happy, when he's signing his contract, not looking happy, and the meme is basically does uh, whatever Cook, I don't know his first name, know that the Bills are good now. Like They're not shitty. Like Their team is good.
1: No, I got to see that. Is that in your Instagram story? Yeah, I think it was like NFL memes tweeted it out all right I'll go I'll go to that Good one. um does Anthony Lynn get any credit for Herbert and you mean Niners Niners run game coordinator Anthony Lynn did you, did you see him out there today I don't think I did I wasn't really looking uh, yeah uh you missed my super chat comment well we, you know if it was non-topic on that particular topic we'll get back to your uh we will yes I we see I've got it saved here and if you guys hit us with a super chat while we're in the middle of a different discussion. Then we save it and we will come back to it. So thank you for that. We we will circle back on that. Um, although now we can get to it because we're in, in the middle. Uh, J.K. needs to stop the wannabe Warren Sapp act being touchy about le- being labeled injury prone. Oh, Kinlaw, this is back to Kinlaw being touchy about being labeled injury prone. Was that a Warren Sapp thing? Is that what Warren Sapp got angry about? I just think Warren Sapp used to attack reporters a lot. Wasn't there a famous Warren Sapp? Clip is there one in particular? Like, I
0: feel like I can picture it, but when Chad, when he took out Chad Clifton on Monday Night Football, remember a crackback block killed him? Like, we were like in junior high. fucking Chad Clifton got Warren Sap. No, Warren Sap on like an interception. I think like John Lynch or Barber picked off the Brett Favre and Warren Sap absolutely, I might have killed him. I, I'm pretty sure it was Chad Clifton, it was one of their offensive linemen, and it was. Is that what they, they changed the rule? Because yeah, of that, man. but I think it took a little while. But that—that that was an Alzheimer.
1: Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh. Yeah, you got him pretty good. Oh, Clifton gets like a foot and a half off the air. Destroyed off the ground. him.
0: Absolutely. I think Warren was just nuts, but no one cares. He's a Hall of Fame pass version defensive tackle. Like that's that's all the Kinlaw needs to be. Right? Immature. Yeah. D linemen are immature.
1: I mean, every time John Lynch gets to talk about building a team, he talks about Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks, and this is why Kyle and I build the team the way we both agree, defensive line, through the middle, right? Um, dislocated his pelvis, says John on the stream? Jesus. Damn. All right, uh, I think one other thing on Trey Lance, I think Kyle Shanahan has seen what he needs to see from Trey Lance. Um, it's not to say he doesn't want to see improvement or they're that Trey Lance can just, he's not on scholarship to use the John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh phrase, but I get the sense when he talks about him and just watching him. No sacred cows, bro. No sacred cows. I don't get the impression that Kyle Shanahan is um, waking up every day, wondering what do I have? I think he has a really good idea right now what their offense is going to look like this year and what it's going to take to win. And I don't think he wakes up every day or in the middle of the night wondering is my, like big picture. He, I think he wonders, but I think I think he's got a pretty good idea of right now what he's got and what he's going to have to do around Trey Lance to win. I think you heard it the other day when Kittle was talking to McAfee, and he I don't remember exactly the word he used. You might remember, but he basically said, "You know, if there are some growing pains, fine. Like we got a good team around him. I think, I think Kyle's pretty at ease. Kyle said today." Uh, I expect Jimmy to be traded. And it wasn't like some grand statement. He was just like, yeah, I expect Jimmy to be traded. If he's not, well, we got to figure it out. But um, I think he, I think he, in his mind, (laughs) I think he, in his mind, when he sits down to think about the season, I think he sees what the offense is going to look like already. I don't think he's holding his breath.
0: Well, I do not think it's random that they took a running back really high and when they already have a guy they drafted last year that looks like a stud in Elijah Mitchell. And another guy, which I'm not going to totally write off just because he had a rough rookie season in Trey Sermon, who was a higher draft pick than Elijah Mitchell. And, you know, just talking with John Lynch at the practice, they clearly, like a lot of people in the NFL, really like this guy from LSU. They're going to try to shove it down people's throats because the easiest way to overcome a rookie quarterback, and when I say... When I say overcome, and I know he's not technically a rookie, but you know what I mean, is to make it easy on him. When you watch the Patriots last year, like, how did they win 11 games? They ran the shit out of the football, and they played defense. Like, ultimately, that's what Kyle dreams about doing anyway. I actually don't even think it's like, you you could give him Lamar Jackson or or Mahomes. I, I still think his mindset, his fundamental philosophy on football, I would imagine hasn't changed in like a decade. Do you? Like, I mean, what they really want to do, like what he lives to do shove the ball down your throat and the pass game, honestly, easy passes. Like he, he actually, he likes some plays that like Lincoln Riley types, like, like the quick screens. He just likes high percentage stuff that when he knows, and he, the guys like, listen to him talk about football when you're just in there. And he doesn't even realize like the guy is a fucking genius. Like his, and part of it is he's obsessed. Like he's addicted to the sport of football and he's been taught by his dad. Like the way he looks at it, And someone asked him today, how do you draw a play? And what did he first say? I look at the defense. And that's how his whole – now, maybe a lot of coaches would say that, but I I think it's – I never think about it like that. It's pretty simple. I base what I'm going to do based on what you're doing. And once I scheme against you all week long, I have a pretty good idea what you're going to do. And when I know what you're going to do, I'm going to draw up the easiest possible plays. I'm not looking to ultimately, like, love Coach Reed – Likes to get a little out there, you know? And it's not because he's trying to prove how smart he is. He grew up where? it with Fucking in the early 80s in BYU, they were bombs away. Like, that's just kind of his football philosophy. Kyle's philosophy is like, when you give me a number game, I'm going to slam it, whether I got Matt Ryan or whether I got Trey Lance. And and ultimately, and this is where I give him credit, they really value defense. Like, he drafts a lot of defensive guys. They've invested a lot in defense. They obviously have really good defensive players, So if you tell me, like, remember a couple years ago, it might have been Lamar's the year he won the MVP. Maybe it was his rookie year. I guess it would have been a second year. They, like, led the league in rushing. And I I think they basically equivalent did for, like, a couple years. The Eagles did last year. Like, I think that's kind of how they want to play, with a little bit more of an explosive passing game. But if you tell me they want the Niner version of what the Eagles were, dominate the line of scrimmage, run the ball down your throat, and be physical, Now, the Eagles benefited from an easier schedule. But when you really look, like, they kind of built it around Jalen Hurts. Now, hopefully, obviously, Trey's better than that. But I I think that's kind of their philosophical – we know what Kyle's philosophical belief is. But I'm saying really stick to it and not make Trey – like, under no circumstances do they want Trey to me throwing over 35 times a game. That would be very high. Extremely high. But even once he becomes a really good player, I, I think his philosophically, it's not really how he wants to play. Um, that was really no, like, I, get running backs killed. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think one day what happens in the ideal world for Kyle Shanahan is his quarterback can make plays outside of what Kyle schemes. But if they can run the ball, then I think he's really confident. And I think there's, re- I, I, uh, I think there's reason to be confident based on his history that he can find open throws. And that's where Trey Lance's accuracy comes into play Yeah, is you're not, there are going to be plays. And if you've watched Kyle Shanahan, you know, it's a fact, there's going to be a couple plays a game that he is going to get you a guy wide open. Now, maybe it's not always, you know, a touchdown level play, but there are multiple plays a game where he's going to get somebody wide open. And, the quarterback just has to lay it up, right? It's going to happen. It's a guarantee. We see it all the time. It's happened, and his, they, whole, it's happened his whole career since and, he's been and here. And part of the reason it happens is what? Like this is all a circle. It's because they can run the ball, right? the The double pass touchdown to Juwan Jennings against the Rams. Great play. Was you were there? Was the it was. Uh, was so open? He almost was the result of all the other stuff they were doing working constantly. Would, like, Darren, that, would
0: Darren Ruff have caught that? Probably not. Would it overrun? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's a baseball reference, kids. Um, But, you know, that is a play that some offensive genius guys will have in, and we just got to get it in, we got to get it in, we got to get it in. When they run it, it's so stunning because it's so out of normal what they do and i think that's what makes kyle shanahan a fun play caller to watch is that he is somehow you know creative and he does take risks but his bread and butter is still like you would say the jim harbaugh was more just the bread and butter without the probably the chess playing
0: creative creative play calls well because right? jim was very dependent on his coordinator and as kyle mentioned today like without saying any kind of yeah, stuff like fair. i I already, mi- I already miss Mike McDaniel because now I'm doing this shit, right? I mean, he's a very practical s- outlook. Like, I miss him
1: because I have to do things I haven't had to do before.
0: Yeah. In a long time. Because ultimately, I am the play caller and designer, so I need the help around me. And do you think that when he mentioned that with McDaniel gone, why he said, you know, I mean, obviously, every year you go over scheme, but I bet they've dedicated a lot of time over the last month of coaching the coaches, like, as he kept saying, of like, this and I think he's talking specifically to Greasy Kubiak's kid. Like, this is what I need. Like, you have to be able to. So, I, this is what I need to focus on. This is where you need you to excel. Uh, y-
1: yes, the most efficient way to help me. Yeah, I think it's a chat. Like, one thing I didn't realize until I got older was that being aware of how you learn or how you do anything is really valuable. And it never occurred to me that I could be more efficient at whatever I'm doing. If I figured out how my brain retains information, like what are the ways that I work and learn? It never occurred. You just try to like, I don't know. They said, read the books. So I guess I'll, they said, take notes. I don't know how to do that. I guess I'll academia take notes. let us down guy but you know and i get it like it's hard to figure out how everyone and then tailor something to that person but i remember when it i remember when it occurred to me that like oh if i figure out how i learn then i can learn better you know and i think what kyle's saying is for several years because he's had the same assistance he he it's everyone's known what he needs he knows where his weaknesses are. His assistants know how to fill in
0: those gaps for him. His life like, not that his life's been easy, but he's he even mentioned like what we did 12 years ago. Yeah. He's like, oh no, the reason I have to tell
1: people the reason that we don't do that is because seven years ago we tried it and it failed. <laughs> you know. But yeah. for me, I remember I when I was doing um, do I still have it here? No. But like when I was doing games, calling games on TV, and I would make a big version of like a board. I would make the board, okay? You've seen what my, like, board looks like. I'd make the board, and then I would be like, cool, I'm done. I'll just go do the game. But it didn't work. Like, in my mind, I thought I made the notes. They must be sticking in my brain. But then the game would start, and I wouldn't know where to find anything. Like, I'd put it on the board. I'd done all the work. Then the game would start. The real bullets would start flying. I had eight. I had not eight seconds, eight milliseconds to find one piece of information that if I didn't use it, then it was gone. It was going to be useless and I couldn't find it. And then it occurred to me, oh, wait, after I do the board, I should probably, I don't know, like familiarize myself with it. You know, and I some people don't have to do that. Some people write it once. They got it. Yeah, me. No, I got to like look at it again. And um, we're dumber. I definitely am. I, I, you know, like Ted Robinson, I've always like, he doesn't put anything on his board. He
0: just remembers it. He just does it. But I'm not like that. Well, he's a Notre Dame intellect. He's a smarter person than me. That's what I mean. Some people legitimately have, you know, it's not when they talk about luck, the photographic memory, like that's Andrew luck. Who did I say? No, you said luck. Yeah. Andrew luck. Remember a photographic memory? Like he could see things and obviously smart people when they have, that's a pretty big advantage. You know why they don't have to study. And when I say they don't have to study, like, they just read it once. If I had a test, I'd have to read, again, if I cared about my grade, I'd have to read it many times. Some people just, whether they even care about it or not, and that's the thing with Kyle, his knowledge of football and understanding is pretty incredible. Like, you just, the Niners are pretty lucky to have him. That's One takeaway I had, like, this, in a sport that's so hard to find a good coach, I mean, they just have one of the brighter guys going. Now, you know, they've done a good – you get need good players to be a good coach and obviously now the quarterback. But, I mean, he's – we've been watching him now up close and personal for five years. And just his teams now in big games, we've seen it all, right? The scheme stuff, the preparedness stuff, how much he values toughness. You know, it's he brings a lot to the table. Now, this year is going to be a challenge because I – as he mentioned, like he's – losing those guys, it's going to be a little bit work in progress. Maybe that first month of game planning, like, Brian, like, I need you to do this. That's where one thing that hit me when I was driving home, I, I wouldn't say lucky, but I think it worked out pretty well that they didn't start like, uh, you know, Tampa Bay and the Rams first two games or something. And you just get the Bears and the Panthers. Is that the Panthers' second game? Uh, It's that road trip, isn't it? Panthers and... Yeah,
1: hold on. Let me check the board. Uh, you got Bears, John? Seattle, Seattle. Yeah, at okay. Denver Rams then at Carolina and at Atlanta week. Okay, them.
0: that's you know, imagine they would not if you said like would you rather go Denver Rams instead of Bears Seattle? Like, I think you want a nice ease in with this new coaching staff on top of the new quarterback. There's a lot of moving parts besides just Trey. I mean, Brian Greasy's never coached, never coached at at this level. Maybe he's coached like high school football or whatever on the side. Well, uh, Joe asked,
1: anything stand out with the new coaches? I watched Greasy just because I was watching the quarterbacks. uh, And, um, you know, it's hard to know in those moments. There's hard to take anything. The one thing that did occur to me as I was watching (laughs) Uh, it did occur to me as I was watching Greasy never hesitated When they were going from drill to drill Like he knew exactly what they, like He had planned to drill, he knew what they were doing next He'd run through them a million times as a quarterback But he didn't look uncomfortable doing any of that stuff You know, he was doing the uh, He was doing the um, the Stuff that quarterback coaches do You know, like he was working at ESPN Doing ABC football Like they were bringing him waters
0: when he wanted them It's a different, different lifestyle now well, I, I would say though it is, you know, he, I would imagine he played quarterback since the time he was like five. Played probably until he was thirty-five. That's thirty years. Last I checked, his dad had a pretty famous quarterback. You know, it's kind of like the family business. Well, I you know? know. I'm just saying probably he hasn't he has been come, the guy dragging the sled for,
1: around before, for sure.
0: But he's seen it forever. He's right? seen it. But I'm.
1: But this is to your point. When we walked up, you said, you know, give Brian Greasy a lot of credit. He's out here instead of being, doing whatever he could have been doing.
0: In May, I mean it's golfing or pool siding or whatever. I would say part of it with him, not that this it's not like he's coaching Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers or you know, Manning, but you still as a human, as a coach, you do need to earn the respect of your guys. So I give him some guys might have had like a equipment guy moving that shit. Yeah. I might have. Yeah, would have had, you know Billy really get it. So that that was you asked what things do we notice from uh coaches, I'd say that that'd be I mean, you even get remotely close to the D line coach. It is, he is on fire. Caseric, imagine Drake Jackson. The first week, he's like, Jesus, Louises. Yeah, this ain't this ain't USC Arizona this week, buddy.
1: They got new. They got offense in particular, right? Greasy's new. Lynn's new. Leonard
0: Hankerson is the new receivers coach. So, I remember Hankerson when he played for Washington. When I was with the Eagles, wasn't he on the Eagles too? Maybe after, no, I think that's a different, uh, Is that a different Hankerson. No. Remember what's the guy's last name when I was there. Hank Basket married to the playboy mate. Yeah. Hank basket.
1: Oh yeah. Did not play Washington. And then Atlanta, Buffalo, New England.
0: Hank basket was like a poor, poor man's Juwan Jennings. Uh, Leonard
1: Hankerson. I mean, St. Thomas Aquinas to Miami. Pretty good what, football life. What, New third what, round. what around yeah. how
0: many how many years in the in the
1: old league uh one two three four five years in the
0: old league again this gets back to if you were a player and you were a part of like that washington redskins operation for those three or four years and you had coaching aspirations you now know half the league <laughs> you know think about if you were an offensive player on yeah. the o- the 2012 washington Commanders. Redskins yeah,
1: football team. You had Chris Forrester, Matt Lafleur, Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay, Raheem Morris, Bob Bob Slowick, which is Bobby Slowick's dad. The DC was Jim Hazlitt, and the um, OC was Kyle Shanahan, and Mike was the head coach. Met some people. Yeah. Imagine uh, the one
0: guy was like, "God, I was such a dick to McVeigh. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hard to the guy to be a dick to." It.
1: Uh you just kinda, you know, maybe you just treat him like he's the young assistant.
0: I, I could see some people regretting the way they treated Kyle.
1: Wes Phillips in um twenty thirteen. Oh, that, that was Jay Gruden team, but he's the O. C. now for the um Vikings.
0: Is that uh Phillips' son, you think? It's Wade's kid, yeah. How old's that guy? Forty three. I guess Wade's older than you think, huh? I was like is he 30? Oh, no, wait, it's got to be like 78. 74. So it makes sense. Yeah.
1: Uh, let's ra- you want to rapid fire some of the things we saw or didn't see today from uh, Niners OTAs? Here we go. Rapid fire things we didn't see. Debo Samuel not there, but Kyle Shanahan volunteered during the uh, post practice press conference. I expect Debo to be here. He was asked, Have you talked to him? And he said, I've learned not to tell anybody when I've talked to anybody. So I'm not going to say but um, continues to give a positive energy off about the Debo situation.
0: Gave very positive energy. We, we didn't go into details about Debo's Instagramming pictures of workout places, but not him actually working out, just a picture of the post-workout. Pretty genius move on his part. Uh, let's everyone know, hey, guys, I'm not mailing it in, but I don't actually see him working out. But smart. Mm. Kyle, Kyle does not seem stressed about it at all. No. Um, Alex Mack. Not there.
1: Kyle Shanahan asked about it, said, uh, I've got a pretty good idea what he's doing. And then he added, and I think you guys do too, which I don't know what that means. I know what I think.
0: I don't think he's coming back. Okay, you t- I, I, I think he's going to come back. You think he's coming back? Training camp only. You know, remember Michael Strahan would just have to show up like the last year? Like, what does Alex Mack have to prove to Kyle? And who's The other thing is, guys, they don't really, I mean, they're working through all these random guys like, I think Kyle wants him back. They, they. Oh, they definitely want him back. He, but he's on his second vacation right now. But like, who cares? He's thirty seven years old.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. You're right. I mean, the fact that he hasn't retired,
0: my gut is he. It, my gut is he comes back. I think it's weird because I think he just would have retired. Like now, it's like the draft end. Yeah. What are what, what we waiting for?
1: but then why hasn't he said he's coming back if he's because they wouldn't care if he was just waiting.
0: I think it's weird. It's a little weird, but if the teammates know who cares, but if they know he's coming back, what are we waiting Can't on? they just say it? Maybe he wants to announce it. I don't know. Maybe but he's who announces like a, they're coming back. This isn't the, maybe college basketball g- gender reveal. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not disputing that it's a little like, what's the point of all this? if he does come back, but why wouldn't they just announce he's retired? Like what, what's he, does he want to sit down and retire? He's not going to retire as a Niner, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's,
1: I, I just think, I don't, I think it's weird. And I don't think, I definitely
0: don't assume he's coming back. And my lean is that he's not. I don't assume he's coming back either. I, I just, the way Kyle said it, for whatever reason, in my gut, I was like, yeah, I bet he just, they let him come back like August 15th. Um,
1: McGlinchey and Kinlaw, we saw both of them. Uh, you asked Kyle Shanahan. Put the big, put the put the uh, John, put the the J in
0: journalism. Uh, about but I do think what, I mean those are two starting players. Like I yeah. just he, he claims. Now I, I would imagine if we watched coaching press conferences all around the league, like when so and so starter on every team, you expect them they'd all say camp. We feel good about him coming to training camp. And half those players that will be listed this week when head coaches talk will go on that three-letter, three-letter word called pup, right? Now, you would say just watching those two guys move around, they didn't look like one guy had a torn quad and the other guy had micro-fracture ACL. You notice neither of them walking weird, which I'd say is a positive. And that is May 24th, June 24th. July. Both guys have two-plus months before, yeah. well, I mean, really two-and-a-half months probably. It's true. Neither none of them were walking weird. Do you think it. it'd be weird if either one went on pup? Um, I mean, Kinlaw got a surgery in fucking like October. So, do I think it'd be weird? Weird would be strong. I mean, do you, I? I do think he was telling the truth. Like he, they expect him. They they feel good about those two guys. Yeah, I think you'd be a little alarmed, just given that. You need them, The you know,
1: like it's a big year for, first of all, they really need McGlinchey. Like if somehow McGlinchey's not available, right? And then uh, let's say Alex Mack isn't back. Yeah, then you got to so go. They got problems.
2: Yeah.
0: Can Trent Williams play multiple positions at one time? Probably could block multiple people at one time. If you really just move, him, move him to center, you think? But he, um, he just has steps both ways.
1: How about you just move him to left or he follows the best pass rusher on the other team?
0: <laughs> you know, when like Khalil Mack goes the other side, he gets up and falls. Yeah,
1: yeah. You you shift just they. What
0: they, do you do against they, the Chargers? Uh put him against Joey, and then have your other guy with Kittle. Use check. Just triple team Khalil with Kittle and Use check. Well, I you just I mean you're not gonna. I I you agree? You Joey is your priority. Uh, yeah. I mean, if Khalil's healthy, they're just they'd be tough. Khalil, Khalil and Ferrell? Ferrell? That game is week 10. So hopefully
1: McGlinch will be back by then. Um, Brandon Ayuk, we mentioned him earlier, but I mean, especially without Debo there is, I'd say looks like the one, a guy. You know, I think one of the reasons the stuff with him last year was a little interesting was because I remember thinking last year in OTAs, Brandon Ayuk has a very professional air about him when it comes to practice. I think he's a, he's a very, maybe that comes from her. Maybe that's just him who he is. I think he's a pretty professional practicer. So agreed, I, that's agreed. not new today,
0: but that's how I would describe it. I would say the two receivers. I mean, I think, and it might just be his emergence last year. Like Jawan Jennings looks like an NFL player, right? I mean, before it's like, what's up with this guy? Is he going to make the team? You know, is, is he going to be fighting for playing time? Like when I see Jawan Jennings, now I go, that's a, that's a starter. Now it's something, you know, the Niners, because they run the ball so much, have a lot of two wide receiver sets. They're not exactly spreading it out. When they go three wide receivers, like he's a starter on a playoff team, and I feel good about that player. I mean, think about a third down;
1: like they're going to be in some third and fours, some third and sixes. Some you know and it feels he like was, he'll be a guy target. Trey
0: Lance should throw it to. He's got a big target.
1: Yeah, that's a good call, Mister Corey. On the stream says they really need McGlinchey. Laffy emoji, laffy emoji, laffy emoji, laffy emoji. Faced palm emoji. Brunskill was better than him at right tackle in 2019. Uh, well, again, Brunskill was out is out right now with knee tendonitis. So. They have no starting offensive linemen at OTAs,
0: active. No returning starters. If I remember correctly, to Brunskill, or excuse me, McGlinchey. Remember, Staley broke his leg in the middle of the season, and McGlinchey, I think, tore his MCL. So he did, like, miss games in the season with an injury and then came back. I'm not defending. Like, I it's not like I think he's some star player. But, like, I'm going to have a, just a blank slate and judge him based on if he's fully healthy this season is the guy good enough to be a starting right tackle for the next five years? Yeah, because it's contract time. Yeah.
1: right. Is, is that, I'm I, sorry, you you were talking about...
0: I was talking about McGlinchey. Yeah,
1: okay. Uh, Eric Branch, the San Francisco Chronicle, asked Kyle Shanahan, well, Fred Warner, George Kittle, just checking, are they hurt? And Kyle said, uh, they're just both dealing with a minor thing. It's not even a big enough deal for me to really look into it. Lower body. Yeah. Um, so, because we we're, we're watching practice, going well. I guess Fred Warner didn't show. I guess Kittle's not around. And then somebody said, "No, Kittle's here. He's around here somewhere. He's going to talk." Um, but uh, and and maybe by the time this is out, he did talk and told people whatever ingrown toenail or something. Because
0: I I, I do think when I went to practice today, I didn't expect to see Debo. Of course, we knew. I mean, they've already they already had kind of talked about how Trent does gets to do his own thing and Bosa trains, and they feel good about it with his you know I guess his brothers in, in San Diego or LA, but trains there okay I expected to see Kittle and 54 so to me it makes more sense like when I think George Kittle I think a guy that likes practicing like Jimmy Ward like Jimmy Ward you can tell like looks forward to this to me George Kittle looks forward to this and I mid-practice I thought like is kind of weird there's a lot of guys kind of tapping out even you said like listen OTAs it's going the other way just in the league but I thought Fred and that they're inside and use check same type deal use check at the family thing was there yesterday like when i think those guys i think even them they kind of eat it for the team and i i made more sense when kyle said that right yeah made a lot more sense like to me george kittle ain't like if they're practicing he's gonna be on the practice field like they're like legitimately playing football right because i would say he's been their best practice player Best would be strong. I mean, I would imagine they have a lot of good practice. But just because of his position, how fast he is, he just really – you've been going to practice for years. He 85 really stands out when you go to 49. You go, that's one of their better players.
1: Uh, and it was that way even going back to his rookie year, I think, right? Yeah. I think when, he
0: – when you can run that fast and catch the
1: fucking ball. Uh, Garoppolo, I mentioned that earlier uh, in the stream, in the podcast – Kyle just said I expect him to be traded but also said there's no guarantee so blah blah but to me when you when you're talking about a guy on your team I expect him to be traded even if you say I don't know what's going to happen when you start talking about a player like that I think it's hard to also think of that player as potentially your starting quarterback so yeah you know I think it's clear where this is going Brock Purdy people wanted us to watch Brock Purdy we talked about him the other day we watched him a little bit today um you know, in some drills. Uh, I would say looks like some of the other guys that they've had before. I mean, one thing is clear with him. His kind of savvy and understanding of what's happening in front of him is what carries him. He was a little shorter than even the previous couple guys, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's wearing 14, so he kind of looks like McGloin. He's standing next to Sudfeld and Trey Lance also, which, you know, what what is he listed at? My guess is he's one.
0: I'd bet he's in the six oh oh something under 600, the six oh oh. Yeah, he's listed at six one, so he may be the six oh oh. And Sudfeld, I think, is legit like six five, six six. Like he's one of the taller guys. So you're right. Um, but he he's know, to he's, say, he's, he's to me he's smaller than Mullins and CJ. Well, def I would say definitely CJ. It feels like in college. I don't know now, if he's smaller than Nick. Yeah, you're right. Nick was pretty small. I didn't watch Nick in college, watch, you know, just Iowa football. It feels like Brock Purdy was a better player in college. Maybe not a better prospect. because CJ was bigger than CJ Beathard was in college. Now, maybe Kyle would disagree.
1: I don't think there's any question about that, at least from a productivity
0: standpoint. Just from like, if you need a guy to play on a college team. Different offenses, in fairness. True, but, but I think that, I think if you just ask the average coach in college, or even in the Big Ten, right? The, I guess the, the Iowa State's in the Big 12. But it, it feels like Brock Purdy's a better college player. Now that does just because you're a better college player doesn't mean you're a better NFL player. But I think we saw pretty quickly like so she, should CJ Beathard have been drafted in the third round under no circumstances, right? CJ Beathard probably yeah. is a seventh round pick. Yep. So was Nick Mullins, and so is, it just shows you like you just get in the mix. Which he's got drafted. It would not shock me if he's able to win. You know, Sudfeld's got a big arm, but he can't move. You know, Brock's I, – I just I, – I'm not going to be shocked if Kyle really likes the guy. I think the
1: the question is how – where is Brock – Brock's going to have to prove it in, in a game, right? The things that are going to separate him are going to have to happen in a game. Whereas Sudfeld walks out
0: and it's just
2: whoosh, whoosh, whoosh.
0: So – He's going to you know, get a lot of preseason action, I bet. Yeah,
1: so that's what I'm getting at. So Trey Lance – how much is he going to play in the preseason? It's, I would imagine he'll get treated like a starting quarterback gets treated, right. Which is a couple series, which is actually where last year's experience becomes really valuable. Cause if he hadn't had any experience last year, we'd start talking about, well, you know, does he need game speed, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's, I think the preseason, the games are going to be where Brock Purdy really can make an impression on Shanahan.
0: One big picture thing though, about Trey being her starting quarterback. And this is part of it. Like, I mean, last year, Trey was a backup, which you, you, how many teams in the league would have taken Trey Lance their backup? Like, they are going to go into a season with Sudfeld as their backup and Brock Purdy on the practice squad? Like, yeah. that's – you're you're a sprained ankle away from missing a month to, like, holy shit, hold on for your ass, right? Would have loved to have um, Tyrod full
1: Taylor. Spin. Yeah, for full type. Or Brissett, even, I mean, Brissett's not athletic, but neither really is Foles. Um, doesn't really matter. Orion
0: oh, Fitzpatrick, just a legitimate guy that you That's know you can win good. Google. Yeah, he's the high end. <laughs> you know, but Chad Henney, the, the Chiefs have won a game with Chad Henney. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, I, Tannehill, I, Tannehill became Mario's backup for a year. Like the, the Niners are in a position where if they had to start three or four Mariota. They're Their backup has to start three or four games. I, I would say the Niners would be in major trouble. I don't care where where in the schedule they're at. I agree. Or, yeah, and yes. And you know what? Yes. Now, obviously, if a guy has a major injury or starting quarterback, any team in the league screwed. But we've seen time and time again, like, guy could miss a game or two, and the Niners would be no lock to win a game with old Nate.
1: It's an area that I think you and I talked about a while back that we would have liked to have seen them – upgrade upgrade more colt last year i mean colt was the guy we we did a video about that we want uh, colt mccoy in the niners
0: i think he resigned didn't he he did resign well he's getting all the reps because old you know who just doesn't want to come to otas you see that not ideal (laughs) how many how many quarterbacks beside rogers and tom Rodgers, I guess, said he wasn't gonna come. I, I haven't seen whether Tom's going or not, but Tom hasn't gone for years. Are not at OTAs, starting quarterbacks that aren't injured like Jimmy. I would imagine, especially under like 35. I
2: I would pick out
0: Mahomes there. Allen's there. Lamar's there.
1: Yeah, it's I think it's weird. Now, was it weird when Tom did it? Twenty but plus years in the league. Different. You know? They're different. Different. Different people. Different places. Uh, even
0: Aaron might be a pain in the ass. He does he'd be like, "Hey guys, I've won the MVP last two years." Yeah, Kyler's just coming off one of the worst games any human's ever seen, Look, and needs a contract or wants a contract. You just train on your own. No big deal, bro. You're just a quarterback.
1: Couldn't uh, couldn't care less if uh, Corey on the stream. Couldn't care less if Trey's release isn't like Jimmy's. That's about all Jimmy has. It will be nice to see the ball go beyond uh, the ten yards. Man, I fuck, I love Jimmy's quick release though. I
2: already kind of missed it. Miss
1: was Jimmy. So quick, it was Brady esque, man. It was Brady. He looks like he threw like Brady. what, what, what do you want? <laughs> what can I
0: say? <laughs> looked like him too.
1: Uh where the ball went different story, but yeah. Uh looked like Brady. All right. Um, we're recording this before the Warrior game. So I expect a sweep. You can you guys can check. We can you expect
0: to sweep, Sean? Uh, I do. I do. We found out that, you know, there might be a little in cahoots deal. Niners, Warriors, It's you know, it's the players, you know, when they're there, there's a lot of you know, I, it's always good to be part of something where it's like, hey, guys, we got you floor seats. Who wants in?
1: <laughs> There'll be there. Yeah. But you got to do if you're Shanahan, like four. there will be four floor seats on the practice field. But if then you I want asked, the tickets, you have to come to practice.
0: I asked someone, I was like, Well, so did Kittle and Trey get them from the Niners? Was like, no, actually, they got them from Chase Bank. You know, so it's like they're, they're connections all over the place. Chase Bank. Kittle does Kittle does Zenny deal through Chase, probably. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, I'm sure Kittle did a did a zoom with the top 50 Chase employees and, and
0: yeah. uh Jamie Diamond wondering. sent him over a text. Yeah, that's right. 70 million dollars Zenny gave you uh what else anything else anybody
1: we missed people we missed if you're in the if you're in the youtube hit that like button Um, sure we'll have more stuff soon
0: i feel like they got a really athletic team like even their back like it's got a lot of athletes i would say when you know the first couple years they were a little more dependent more high-end talent does feel like they're deeper it just, it just felt like they've got a lot of good football players all over now the the o-line to me is a question that's a huge question mark but I just felt like their DBs got DBs everywhere, wide receivers everywhere. I remember a couple yeah. years ago, I'm like, is their wide receiver room good enough? And it wasn't. They had to trade for Emmanuel Sanders. Like, I feel like, I mean, Danny Gray is going to be like their fifth wide receiver.
1: Well, yeah, we got our eyes on Danny Gray today. I was glad to see him. get. He was hitting his hamstring with a Theragun. I was good, got, glad to see him out I, there run a deep. I, my brother got me one of those for Christmas. They work. They yeah. A little tight. Yeah. Well, I got a little worried about him. Why was he? Why was he doing it? But then he ran a. Sudfeld, I think, overthrew him on a. Well, he got knocked off his route. Javarius Ward was out there running around. Um, no Ambry Thomas. He was sick. Uh, but uh, Emmanuel, you're right. They do, for a team that at times has felt like they lack enough professional defensive backs, you looked out and you're like, all right, there's Ward. There's Johnson. There's Emmanuel Mosley. There's Darkheads Denard. Jimmy I look, Ward.
0: I looked over George one
2: time. George Odom.
0: O'Funga. Yeah, D'Amico was just kind of one on one with Hufunga, like telling him, like they were talking technique. It was one of those, like D'Amico, like gave him one of these, like when the guy's going in this and I need you to go there. And Hufunga's like this. And, you know, clearly I'd say the 49ers brass likes what Hufunga brings to the table. Yeah. (laughs) Right. He's just a player that if you just pulled people in the building, I would imagine he's very, very well liked. He's got a lot of support. By John Lynch, especially <laughs> probably. But Lynch, I, I, it feels like Kyle likes him. Feels like Demico. It feels like they root for that guy. Now, is he is he physically talented enough in terms of his speed to be an every down starter at safety? You do have to cover a lot of ground. Yeah. He's probably be more suited to playing like ninety three when you can just level people. Yeah. Uh, Aziz Al Shire shoulder and knees. Yeah, you know he got beat up. <laughs>
1: So, I like that. Guy. I like that. Guy. But and Greg Greenlaw's coming off a groin, you know. So But he, anyway. but he was out there, wasn't he? Drake Greenlaw was, yeah. Yeah. But uh not as easy. All right. Uh they'll have another open the schedule somebody asked. They'll have another open practice next uh Wednesday. And uh so we'll helicopter uh, in for that probably. Yeah. Scrappy and Morty says
0: Mexican food greater than Chinese food. I I would, agree. Tend, I would tend to agree to. But I will say this. An elite Chinese meal, at the time of shoving it in your throat in your mouth and those flavors, it does. If especially if you're hungry, like I'm starving right now, does taste pretty incredible in your mouth, does it not?
1: I think what I think where Mexican food has the advantage over Chinese food is not the flavor, as it is the variety of ways you can eat it.
0: Yeah, bowl, I can have a quick
1: burrito. quesadilla. I can grab a burrito. I can have a bowl. Can have a salad. Can have the fajitas. Can have some
0: nachos. grab a couple chips and salsa for the run you know
1: you can be not in a mood for a burrito but still have mexican food it's hard to not be in the mood for you know like i'm not in the mood for orange chicken but i'll still have some chinese you know it's it's like you're you're just chinese a mindset
0: i I could have easily on the way home if you just handed me a burrito and been happy as shit a taco and powered it down you couldn't just handed me like uh orange chicken and some white rice it might not have been like i don't know if i can really eat this right now right you can eat mexican really at any moment of the day at any you know any walk of life hot cold outside it doesn't matter breakfast yeah. you could eat breakfast tacos yeah oh, chorizo
1: burritos oh. i had one of those on saturday or fridays where'd you get it from place called yellow door where's that montclair if anyone was ever driving down highway 13 you can just pop right off
0: what, about seventy five uh, dollar breakfast burrito or nine. Oh, damn! And it's big. That's a hell of a i. I would put that in the rotation. Yes, it's a, and it's the the good when the tortilla gets sealed. You oh. know by the what's what's what they put in it?
1: Chorizo, egg, potato. I don't know onions, peppers.
0: Were you full for the day?
1: Uh, I was full for the day. Yeah. A good Brex burrito will take you easily almost, right through lunch. For the day. Uh, so good take, good take on the, um, that's a, that's a good, that feels like Orlovsky would lead sports center with that take Mexican food over Chinese and then get a lot of engagement on social. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody hit, uh, thanks. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for hanging with us. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Ham is out.
0: Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.